into your feed a collection of australia's foremost political nobodies a ragtag group of insurgents from the podcasting underground blinking like naked mole people as we drag ourselves into the sunlight to bring you a roundup of this year of our lord the cursed 2020 that's right folks we're here to bring you megapod a podcasting voltron consisting of four moving parts megapod assembled hi i am Travis DeVries of the Bro Originals podcast that I do with my brother Texas. We're an advice show. People write in to us for advice and we use our direct connection to the dream time, our ancient Aboriginal wisdom to tap into the power of the dream time and give advice to everyday people on how to be better Aboriginals and maybe better human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, my name's Leah. I'm still on unceded Gunai Kurnai land. I'm co-host of Loud, Angry and Not Sorry with my mate Carly. We talk about systems and structures of oppression from a feminist perspective. Hey everyone, my name's Noon. I'm from the Ozpol Snackpod podcast. Uh, I'm recording on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Uh, my podcast I do with my friend Zach, who is cutting this episode together. So shout out Zach, who you won't hear, but Yay. is doing a lot of work. Yay. And we talk about Australian news, politics, and memes. And our last episode for this year was a roundup of all of the memes of 2020. So if you want a show like this, but with less content and more memes, head over to Paul Snack Pod. Hi, and finally, my name's Joanna Nilsson. Um, I am a co-host of Chronically Fully Sick, which is a podcast about the weird, wacky, and annoying world of having a chronic illness. I host that with my friend, Chloe Sargent. Um, And we have some callers on that. We have some uh, sick people throughout history, and we have a lot of bullshit quack cures that we like to talk about and tear apart. Welcome, everyone. So I can see in our show notes, we have some inspirational quotes for the new year, um, as well as 20 things to look forward to in 2020. Uh, who wants to ride this hideous oh, the, Yeah, this was, some, this was some interesting, fun things that I was like, oh, we should, we should look back on what people thought was going to happen in 2020, all the good oh. things. Mm. Um, before hopes were dashed and, uh, all of the, <laughs> all of the non-cool things started happening. Um, so we, like we had 2020 summer Tokyo Olympics. Oh um, yeah. That was great. I remember that event that oh, happened. That, yeah, that was cool. Everyone was very excited for that. Yeah. Uh, we had the Mars 2020 mission. Yeah, we should have gone, all of us, there. <laughs> that would have been fun. Like, we could get a road trip. <laughs> this one's uh, kind of sick. Number three, the elections. Like, I'm not sure anyone was looking forward to the elections exactly. It was more like, you know, in an out-of-control car looking at their destination that you, you're going to hit. Like, you're looking at it, and it is forwards, but I, I don't know. 
Mm. Oh, and a newly opened Washington Monument. Um, so 2020. <laughs> <laughs> it's so exciting. Um, 2020, famously a good year for monument monuments and statues. Mm, absolutely. Probably mm. the most famous year for monuments and statues. Let's see what else. The opening of the Yahoo time capsule. It's just a note that says, get out of here now. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest article like it's on cnn and it's like some it's some random shit total eclipse yes that's cool a saturated soccer scene a new hope for peanut allergy sufferers <laughs> what, were they, like, what were they going for um, i don't know man <laughs> an innovative year in dubai <laughs> what are you spooking yeah um, the, the article was paid for by dubai <laughs> The year, the year of the electric truck, the year of Voltron. Oh my mm, god! Yes. <laughs> well, uh, should we hit one or two of these inspirational quotes to inspire us for our recap, and then dive into January? Yeah, for sure. Um, so this one's the one that I've related to. New Year's Day is every man's birthday. So sorry to people who aren't men. New Year's Day. Just another, just another day. But I guess technically that might... I also hate birthdays, so that's not that inspiring. Could men stop being born? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if we abolish New Year's Day, no more men born. Huh? Hmm? <laughs> um, um, yep. New campaign. All good. How do you say that name? Uh, Neil G- Gaiman? Gaiman? Gaiman. Gaiman. I'm not taking advice um, from anyone that married Amanda Palmer. I'll just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, take chances, make mistakes. That's how you grow. Pain nourishes your courage. You have to fail in order to practice being brave. Mary Tyler Moore. Mm. Look, who doesn't love some Mary Tyler Moore inspiration? I don't even know what you're looking. So, just well, gonna make a lot up of my quotes. own about learning from mistakes, which I really think is something that people did not do this year um, in very large amounts. We didn't learn from history. Mm -hmm. We didn't learn (laughs) from science. We didn't learn from the mistakes that humans have made for hundreds of years before us. We just barreled forward into disaster. Mm -hmm. So anyway, on that note, who's got January? That's me. Yeah. Barreling forward into disaster, I think really sets the scene exactly right. Because the real, the big thing that was happening in January was the bushfires. Um, And like, obviously they've been going for months, but this was when people were uh, evacuated from Malakuta. And Mm. of course the coronavirus had been also like ticking along for a little while. uh, And it was in January that the World Health Organization officially declared it an emergency pandemic. Um, So, yeah, January was pretty rough. Um, One thing that uh, I probably wouldn't have normally taken note of, but Harry and Meghan dumped the Queen, basically. They were like, we don't really want to be royals. You're all fucking racists. We're moving (laughs) to America to try and capitalize on the brand of the royalty, which uh, it seems like they are successfully doing. So good on them, I guess. Um, But the reason I was paying attention to them was because... um, that interview that Prince Andrew did at the end of last year. Sweaty boy. It was possibly my favorite, like 90 minutes of content I've ever watched. It was the <laughs> most 
humiliatingly bad interview, and so I kind of got briefly obsessed with the Royals. But yeah, I think that also ended at the end of January this year. So yeah, I haven't continued watching The Crown. But um, <laughs> the Thatcher in it's pretty good. That's what I hear. I should get back into it. You know, I'm not doing anything else. So it's pretty creepy. Actually. It's really creepy. Mm. Yeah. When you yeah when you play Thatcher too well, it's just yeah chills. Mm. Harry and Megan are going great guns now. They've got like Tell us sideways synergy. <laughs> They've got a, they got a Spotify show, really, wow. and, a, and a Netflix show. They're like they're doing um they're doing the Obamas. Like they're just they're just following the Obamas thing. I love how Harry said, um, "Due to my royal upbringing, I was unaware of racism." It's like no shit, buddy. <laughs> it didn't touch my life, really. <laughs> Wow, you don't say. <laughs> yeah, that's the end of Jan. Do you want to take us into Feb? Okay, so February. The first American dies of COVID. Oof. Postmortem testing confirms that the first fatality was in Santa Clara County in San Francisco between February the 6th and the 17th. Now, as we know, America is still going strong with that one. Great job, guys. Um Elsewhere in the world's best and most powerful nation, President <laughs> Trump was cleared of impeachment charges. Oh, yeah. The charges. Wow, that was this year. Wow. I know. I'm like, what did he do again this time? <laughs> um, the charges were initiated on December 18th, 2019, when the House of Representatives approved articles of impeachment on charges of abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. The Senate acquitted Trump of these charges on February the 5th. Another 16 snakes were dumped in pillowcases outside a UK fire station. Whoa. What, what was that? What? Sorry. <laughs> where, th- where 13 pythons were discovered the week before and no one made a snake and ladders joke, so I'm making it now. <laughs> um, That's too snakes- many snakes. It's too many snakes. I'm going snakes. on record. <laughs> um, snakes also made headlines in the US in February after a park a water park in Florida was closed to the public due to a water snake orgy. Hmm. So many questions. <laughs> so few answers. <laughs> it is a good reason to close a water park, though. Maybe it was a normal park, just full of water snakes. Yeah. Still. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry, I didn't do my Maybe they were just trying to have a party. Like, it was just there, like, you know, we have, like, Christmas in July and they have, like, Christmas at a water park. Or June, yeah. February. Yeah. yeah. I want a and full it's... investigative podcast into this. I want, uh... like, cereal to get on the case. <laughs> uh, can we insert the cereal theme here, please? Okay, cool. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, in February as well, the Disability Royal Commission held a series of public hearings around the country to gather evidence about violence, neglect, abuse, and the exploitation of people with a disability. Um, it heard directly from several people with cognitive disability, as well as parents, medical practitioners, expert advocacy groups, and government representatives. It further unearthed more evidence around horrific abuse and shorter life expectancy experienced by people with disability. Um, Hollywood executive and experiment in what would cirrhosis look like if it was a person? (laughs) Harvey Weinstein is formally charged with rape and sexual assault. 23 years in the clink. Woo! Good. Yep. 
The fascist clown squad at New South Wales Police report the following on their Twitter. This is not a man drill. Earlier this afternoon, a troop of baboons escaped from a facility and were going bananas in Camperdown. Police and wildlife handlers now have the situation under control, so please let them do their job and don't be tempted to pry, mates. Everyone across the country agrees that cops should replace baboons in medical trials. (laughs) England leaves the European Union on January 31st, unwanted and untouched like the fruit salad at a party. On to March. I feel like March is where things started to, like, really hit the fan. Like, it's like 2020 was just warming up before March. Now it's like, let's fucking do it. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. Um, so COVID hit really hard across the rest of the world. Um, in, in March lockdown started in Australia. Um, Brianna Taylor was murdered by police, mm-hmm. uh, in America. Shinzo Abe announces the postponement of the 2020 Olympics. Um, so for all the sports fans out there, that kind of sucked. That was a big, a big moment. Obviously that was mm-hmm. the main thing everyone was looking forward to in, in 2020. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, not um, me because I'm not a jock, but you know, the people who count. Prince Charles gets COVID. Oh yeah. Mm. Boris Johnson gets COVID. Mm. Woo! <laughs> Cats wins the worst film at the yeah. Golden Raspberry Awards. I want to see the butthole version of yeah, Cats. Same. Mm. Yeah. I really don't. I I'd... I don't think I could even. I watched. I tried to watch the trailer when that came out, like two mm. years ago, and I don't. I don't. I don't need to see any more. Who dares wins, baby? Yeah, I don't think anyone wins. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my like the f- my favorite thing to happen in March, um, which is like one good note. Uh, well, like kind of a a weird good note. Um, but Public Enemy dropped Flavor Flav. Uh, for doing a free gig for Bernie Sanders. Um, what part? Of, I don't understand. <laughs> Wait, what wasn't, part of this is good? <laughs> wasn't Flavor Flav like pro-Trump and the rest of them wanted to do a gig? Or have I got that backwards? Because I thought... I'm, I'm going to yeah. be totally honest. I didn't look into it. I was like, headlines, baby. And look <laughs> at that. <laughs> yeah, so I think... I'm not up on the Flav news since Flavor of Love... I'm pretty sure he was like, fuck Bernie Sanders, I'm a Trump guy. And they were like, well, why the fuck are you in public enemy, basically? Yeah. Um, but, you know, you were the one who looked at the headline most recently, so I'm, I'm not 100% about that. Listeners, look it up. Yeah, tell me. At me on Twitter. Yeah, please. In in large amounts. Um, some notable mm-hmm. deaths in March. Um, for for me, Albert Adizou, Ad- <clears throat> um, writer real. and... Uh, drawer of Asterix and Obelix, which was like a huge kind of reading thing for me growing up. Me too. And, yeah. I love And that. Kenny Rogers also passed away. Aww. Although I'm not as sad about that. <laughs> I'm a poker player and I get unreasonably weepy in The Gambler. Um, but otherwise, you know, Kenny Rogers could take him or leave him, you know, rest in peace, I guess. But, you know, that, that one song, mm, good advice. Why don't you spit on his grave, Noon? God. <laughs> Look, I, I said I liked his one song, you know. <laughs> That's as respectful as I get. Oh, I, I would actually love a, a ga- the, the Gambler review by noon. 
that. <laughs> yeah. That's well, in the bonus app. Cool. Ospol spin off podcast. <laughs> Ospol poker pod, yeah. <laughs> it's all you, Leah. Okay, so April. So uh, throughout March, uh, the International Workers of the World coordinated a rent strike petition calling for folk to withhold rent and mortgage payments throughout April. This was pretty much in response to, you know, a lot of people losing their jobs, um, not being able to afford work, all this kind of stuff due to the due to the lockdown. So on April 1st, Morrison announces a moratorium on evictions but not any rental or mortgage freezes, which is what uh, Wobblies were actually asking for. So this just meant that come, I think he froze it initially until September, and that meant come September people would have to, you know, just cough up all this money that they clearly didn't have because they couldn't be working. So that was a big chunk of April was just like people from around the country uh, trying to convince other people and support people through this process. And what we found during the rent strike is that uh, people were contacting us not so much with um, with like how do I rent strike and how do I organise, but what do I do and how do I organise a rent reduction and things like that, which is pretty much how we, we pivoted eventually into Renters and Housing Union, but that's for later. Uh, also, something that happened in April, which was cool and fun and normal, was that the High Court squashed Pell's conviction of uh, being a raging pedophile. The High Court found that the jury should have looked into the evidence and entertained a doubt as to his guilt, uh, and they ordered the conviction to be squashed and uh, the acquittal to replace charges. Uh, also, yeah, big fart noises, like long fart noises. Uh, also, cool and normal to know, Judge Mark Weinberg, who supported Pal, is now leading the investigation into Australian Special Forces war crimes in Afghanistan. So oh, awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Cool and normal country we got here. Great. Yeah, yeah. So we know that's going to be like fair and just. Yes, mm. yes. Justice mm. will prevail, etc. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure lots of other things happened in April, but I can't remember them right now. Before we move on to May, we're going to take a little break. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about Casper mattresses. <laughs> Casper mattresses. We wish we were going to oh. talk to you about Casper mattresses. We'd be getting those uh, dollars. I want to. I want to be a mattress lord on a giant pile of mattresses, uh, Princess in the Pea style. I want anyway, to do sorry. mattress ads. I want to get paid to sell that like orange citrus spray that you use in the toilet to not smell like poo. That is literally my favorite product in the entire world. Like my... poo drops? Is that the one, like the loo drops? Is that the one from no, Aesop? No, no. I don't no, not Aesop. No, 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 much uh, less fancy than that. Uh, it's just like an orange little spray bottle and it smells amazing. Um, I got friends that use that as cologne. Maybe right. you should uh Maybe you should have a think about it. I don't know. The only <laughs> downside is that then I associate pleasant citrus smells with poo. But, you know. Who doesn't? Uh, me. Hi. That would be me. Well, Leah, I've got the product for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm all right. I'm good. I remember once um, when I was at work, this patient comes around the corner and I'm just like, wow, that smells amazing. 
what perfume are you wearing? And she's just like, I just sprayed Glen 20. It's like, oh. <laughs> she's a fancy gal. You have a very <laughs> refined palette. Refined taste. That's very funny. <laughs> uh, so I have a, I have a game. Oh. I brought a, I brought a I brought a board game of my own creation. Um, oh wow! Um, I've got some flashcards. You you will Holy each um, please look under your chair. Each one of you will have a little figurine that you'll use to move around the board. Oh my gosh! Um, so we're gonna play uh, we're gonna play this or that, um, and this or that is Dark Ages or Twenty Twenty. Um, did this thing happen in the Dark Ages or Twenty Twenty? Um, so anyone can answer. I've got I've got a few questions, um, and we'll be releasing this game to the general public. Uh, we're in we're in beta testing at the moment, but we'll be uh, we'll be launching uh, early twenty twenty one with the. Full, There's a bunch of scientists behind um, Travis, just busily working away. They've got different colors of monopoly men um they're burning a monopoly board as well and some monopoly money um they look very busy with the snakes and ladders game uh and they're throwing dice at the back of his head so i don't know what's going on over there head over do- to the doing a Voltron. kickstarter uh, <laughs> to help get this on the shelves uh so question one uh Mystery disease that killed people all over the world, Dark Ages or 2020? Is there a both option? Yes. Both? Both. <laughs> uh, so obviously we had COVID, uh, Dark Ages had the Black Death. Yay, <laughs> Leah. No, thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks. Uh, all right, number two. Founding of Normandy, Dark Ages or 2020? I'm pretty confident in saying 2020. Yeah, that was definitely in May. Yeah, yeah, I got that in the notes, I'm pretty mm. sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was, you guys both wrong. So that's a point to me. Fake news. So Leah's on one point, I'm on, I'm minus on, one. I'm on one point. Um, you can't get points, you know the answers. I'm the question, I'm the question master. I can get points. <laughs> It's my game. This game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's still in beta, Leah, okay? Come on, question where the, where three. The pigs? A siege in Baghdad. Dark Ages or 2020? Hmm. I feel like, like 2015? Bag- Baghdad yes. didn't exist in the Dark 20. Ages. It was called something else. <sighs> Poindexter over here. <laughs> Uh, it was actually actually both again. Really? Uh, when did Baghdad become Baghdad? Uh, good I'm question. Looking, um, I'm Googling this. <laughs> oh, she's <laughs> fact-checking oh me. I'm being fact-checked. <laughs> Finally. Uh, Sorry, I can't spell Google, US, so you're fine. <laughs> the U.S. embassy in Baghdad was under siege, um, and mm. in the Dark Ages, the whole of Baghdad was under siege by the Mongolians. Cool. Oh, I like their barbecue. <laughs> Uh, I like question, their fur coats. Question four. I, I do game. You have to if you're the question master. You have in the game. You have to do the game master voice. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I want to do the crypt key. Is that voice, in the rules? I, I don't have. It's part of the rules. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, crop failures and bad weather in Europe. Dark Ages. Dark Ages. It was both, but Dark Ages 
it seems like from from what I've read about the Dark Ages, it seems like it was much worse. But it was yeah, it they was had both. more. Uh, Taylor Swift releases a folk album, Dark Ages. Oh, Dark Ages. <laughs> Uh, the I darkest the of the ages. Before, so I'm going to take the point uh, and say 2020. Okay, nice. Um, yes. One point. Three popes at the same time. Dark ages oh, or 2020. Dark ages. Big That's dark a ages fantasy energy. that I have. <laughs> no, they were called anti-popes, which is fucking cool. It's way cooler than they deserve because that sounds like if they're like flying around punching other popes at like, you know, in the atmosphere. Going Super Saiyan Pope or whatever. Yeah, yeah like, they had like a Pope off though. They were like, mm. they were all claiming to be Pope all at once, and like, mm. yeah. And that was a yeah, that was a Dark Ages. Um, the so... anti Pope's like kiss the ring <laughs> and then punches people with the ring, like the Phantom. Nice, I love the Phantom. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> I am definitely in this world now where we have an anti Pope. There is a Pope and an anti Pope. <laughs> and if they ever to touch the entire problem. world, will explode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, they make they touch and make young Pope, mm. and then that's the new like th- that's the figurine for Megapod is that we'll be selling <laughs> later on is young Pope, um, and young Pope's kind of like young Groot, who kind of he's he's like a teenage Pope. Is it Y U N G? Yeah. Okay. It is now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> actually, this is this is spawning like whole new religions right now. This is great. Go join our Kickstarter slash cult. Yeah. Uh, so I was I was keeping track of score throughout that, and um, I think um, twenty twenty one. I could see no, no keeping love. track of the score. <laughs> no, I just only had to count to one. It wasn't very hard. I, I didn't write it down anywhere. Mm. Not that anal retentive. <laughs> Uh, so 2020 or Dark Ages will be available in stores uh, <laughs> at some point. All right. Should we get back into May? Um, so one cool thing that happened on my podcast, Ospol Snack Pod, for those of you who don't know, we do weekly news and memes. Um, but we interviewed uh, Jack from the Renters and Housing Union, which Leah mentioned before. But uh, Leah, that's kind of your jam. So would you like to tell us a little bit about Rahu? Uh, sure. So Renters and Housing Union started, like I said before, it came out of Rent Strike. It's a union, but it's more of an, um, an advocacy based union and a, and a support based union. Like there was nowhere for people to go to actually get that one-on-one support that you need, like how to negotiate a, a rent reduction or what to do when your real estate is trying to fuck you over, which they do constantly. Mm. Um, so it really grew from that and it's just kept growing and it's incredible. And there's been some really amazing wins where um, they got, I can't remember the person's name, but there was uh, two families that got all of their, um, their rent and arrears scrapped and they didn't have to pay rent until the end Mm. of i think march which is incredible so they're doing incredible great work and you should go support them oh yeah yeah um something else that happened in australia that was like a politics nerd thing that i was excited about was that the uh high court decided that the palace letters needed to be released which mm. were the letters between the governor general and the like the queen basically uh during the whitlam dismissal um so yeah that was super cool and then they came out later this year and they 
were interesting. People have lots of opinions. I'm not going to go into it. But yeah, that was a cool thing that happened this year from my point of view. Uh, something that I'm not sure if I would describe it as cool, but it definitely was a thing that happened was Operation Gideon, which um, I didn't actually know it was called that until I looked it up to make these notes. But that was when uh, an American private military corporation tried to invade Venezuela with like a boat full of like commando mercenary dudes and a bunch of Venezuelan fishermen basically like caught them tied them up and then like they yeah they got put in jail uh yeah so um i don't know there's like probably mixed opinions about venezuela but i i think we can all agree that that was a hilarious example of american shitlords getting what was coming to them so now when people say you don't want to end up like venezuela you'd be like uh yeah we do like that was awesome that's right get the american <laughs> private military out anyway Another like little piece of news from my show was that we started doing pup dates at the end of every show. Me and my co-host Zach talk about what's going on with our dogs, and that's just been a really nice thing because, like, I don't know, we do a bunch of news stuff, and it's always super heavy. And then um, we can talk about our cute little puppers being cute little boys. So. Yeah, I just disappeared to squirt both of mine with uh, a water gun for barking incessantly at me. <laughs> in the background so yeah Updates. i'm not a great dog mom <laughs> i got my parents to take isabel out of the house so i didn't have to do the same thing and she is a human person so it's fine <laughs> um but i guess like the really big thing that happened in may that sort of defined most of the rest of the year was that george floyd was murdered uh by a cop in the u.s um which you know sparked the black lives matter protests um so yeah maybe joe i'll hand over to you to do june and sort of continue with that for sure um so in news uh that warmed my heart like flames engulfing a minnesota police station black lives matter protests kicked off around the world in the u.s they centered around defunding the police halting the construction of new jails decriminalizing sex work, removing police from schools, exonerating protesters and abolishing cash bail. In Australia, protests centered largely around the continued murder of Aboriginal people in police custody. Um, JK Rowling, the woman famous for writing books about a prepubescent magician, answered a question no one asked by writing a lengthy statement after being called out on Twitter for all sorts of transphobic nonsense you know who reduces women to giant walking vaginas, JK? Misogynist, that's who. Yeah. Even S, go throw yourself into a volcano. Um, Can I interrupt things- to say something that I learned about, and about JK Rowling and Harry Potter just very recently was that the first page of the first book is lifted almost word for word from a Monty Python sketch. It's like they actually sued her for copyright infringement, but they deliberately did a really silly job of it, so they didn't successfully sue her. But Is it look about it up. a dead parrot? No, it's the uh, one where people turn into Scotsmen. It's not the greatest sketch, but uh, it's from the last season, season seven, I think. What? Listeners, go look it up. Uh, there's a voiceover, and it's like Mr. and Mrs. Pursley of number. Five oh my gosh. Drive. It's like really intense. And there's a character, the main character of that skit is called Harold Potter. Um, <laughs> anyway, not only is she a turf, she basically stole the entire first chapter from Monty Python. 
That's so. the silliest thing I've ever heard. It's so ridiculous. I anyway, did not know that. Yeah, there you go. Just a quick um, self-promotion. We're going to have an episode on Loud, Angry, and Not Sorry that's actually doing deep dives into TERFs and their transphobia and why all their science is actually wrong. Amazing. So, sorry. Now you may continue, Joe. Thank you. Fabulous. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like way more bitchy than it should have. Um, <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Um, speaking of things that should be thrown into the sea, Confederate statues and monuments to white supremacy start being pulled down across the planet. And no, it's not history. If you think these statues are a part of history, they should be in a museum, not public spaces, and they shouldn't even be in a museum because a lot of them were erected during Jim Crow laws in the late 19th century in an attempt to rewrite history and dominate narrative. According to historian Jane Daly from the University of Chicago, in many cases, the purpose of the monuments was not to celebrate the past, but rather to promote a white supremacist future. Another historian from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, James Ledolas, stated that the funders and backers of these monuments are very explicit that they are requiring a political education and a legitimacy for the Jim Crow era and the right of white men to rule. Chuck more of them in the sea. Um, parts of Delhi, India were placed on alert after locusts swarmed a suburban area. The swarm was one of the worst locust invasions the country has seen in decades. The locusts destroyed crops across various states. We are now waiting for the blood rain and some skeletons hooning around on horses and we've got a full bingo card. <laughs> Um, and women across Switzerland staged a mass protest as part of demands for equal treatment and an end to violence at the hands of men at the annual women's strike. Thousands of marches in Geneva and other Swiss cities screamed for one minute at 3.24pm, the time of day when women technically start working for no pay given the country's gender wage gap. And on to July. I think, like, in June was actually when I, like started uh when i got when i first got onto the aco watch list uh because i was staging fake uh tearing down statues in sydney protests um and making facebook events and the police kept calling me and asking me to stop it wow oh congrats i was like just trying to waste whatever time of theirs that i could um just trying to do my part um, July, I feel like, uh, July was kind of where everyone was like, everyone kind of like, it's all still happening and it just sort of rolled on from June and May. Mm. Um, so Melbourne went back into lockdown, um, lockdown to, uh, Melbourne Boogaloo went, went, went down, um, uh, we got Hamilton on Disney Plus, um, so that changed my life. Um, not necessarily for the better. My my partner is now a huge Hamilton fan, and we have oh, no. the album I'm playing sorry. in the background um, t- far too often. And I I don't understand the appeal of this. No, honestly, it's fun. It right? sounds like something you would try and drag me kicking and screaming to. Uh, in primary school, like a musical about history. No, thanks. I quite enjoyed it, which I tried not to because it's very uncool. 
um, but I'm not very cool, so that you know it sort of worked out. But you know, I I mean, I'm not a huge fan, but I did get very inspired by one song, and for like four days after I watched the movie, I was like, I'm gonna do something with my life. Uh, but you know, and look at you now. Here I am in my dressing gown, <laughs> recording a Megapod. That's right. I learned what Voltron is. So you know. Um, That's pretty close to declaring independence. I actually like the more I've been listening to it, the more I'm like, we really need to. I really need to like organize and take back Australia. If um, only there was a podcast about that. <laughs> so it's been good for that. Um, Black Lives Matter protests continue to rage, um, and it uh, got to the point where Trump began threatening to send in federal agents um to deal with protesters um peaceful protesters uh i feel like all of that was pretty confusing and i spent all of july um basically doom scrolling um Mm. on twitter just like listening watching uh reading updates um and just trying to figure out what the heck was going on with the world Watching live um, feeds of Portland and shit, yeah, yeah, the police was... scanners of cities that I'd never heard of, yeah, yeah, and like I was really invested in everything that was going on, even though like I'm, I was basically very safely sat at home in Sydney, um, so like it just felt wild, um, mm. and it and it just felt like the proverbial shit could hit the fan at any time, mm. anywhere. Um, and, but like, there was no, well, whilst there was like a whole lot going on and lots of huge events, like it was just like July was just a shitstorm. Um, uh, and then at the end of July going into August, um, we got WAP, which honorable mention, uh, from me. Cause I noticed that it wasn't, uh, mentioned by anyone else. Um, a travesty. Like, a complete travesty, but I like I don't feel like I'm the person to talk about WAP. Um, so if if anyone else wants to talk about it, I'm more than happy to. Well, Ben Shapiro, conservative <laughs> commentator Ben Shapiro, demonstrated that he does not understand how a vagina works and rip his wife like bless. Mm. Rip his wife? What? Uh, <laughs> rest in, in peace, R.I.P. his wife. R.I.P. Yeah. His wife and her ever having an orgasm. I think we should start a GoFundMe to get her a vibrator. Like, honestly. I'm sure she already has them. Like, Oh, does she, I hope so. Cause there's no other. Yeah. It's very sad. I feel mm. bad for her. But it's amazing that WAP only came out in July. It feels like it's a classic that's been with us for years, you know, <laughs> just, you know, it entered the public consciousness it's like Candle in the Wind or something. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> candle in the WAP. No, Ooh. you're not supposed to put those in there. <laughs> Look, you can if you want. Don't judge us, okay? <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, I can't think of WAP without thinking of white Australia policy, to be honest, so I get very confused. Yeah, I, I agree. It is very confusing. Just, But there's a new WAP in town. <laughs> um and it's august so in august we had uh stage four lockdown and 
uh, Dan Murphy stocks went way up this month. Uh, we had a curfew in Melbourne that meant that we, I think it was 8 p.m. actually, where we had to be in our homes at 8 p.m. or was it 9? I don't know. I've already blocked it all out. <laughs> I've repressed that memory. My short-term memory has taken a real hit this this year. Yeah. No. The longest, shortest time, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so also there was the in- inquiry into hotel quarantine, which essentially established at this stage nothing uh, and that no one knew who was in charge of anything or what was going on. Uh, but Makakos resigned after pretty much being... I went to go as far as saying she was being blamed, but when she stood down, Danny Dandrews was just like, yeah, yeah, okay, that's that's reasonable and fair, which was pretty crap. Um, also, on the 22nd of December 2017, 17 days after falling asleep on a train, Yorta Yorta woman Tanya Day died in custody. She was arrested on public drunkenness laws, taken into a cell, and due to neglect on the part of the police officers who detained her, she passed away secondary to head injuries sustained while in this cell. However, this month we found out that none of the police officers involved or implicated in the death of Tanya Day will face criminal charges. This has devastated the family and left many in the community to wonder who exactly the criminal justice system is set up to protect. There has been 437 Indigenous deaths in custody since 1991. No justice, no peace. Ah. I don't know how to finish this. Oh. We also started Chronically Fully Sick in August. Um, and I did make a note in here, Leah, um, about the best story of the year, <laughs> which is a wild boar stealing a German nudist laptop, which was all caught on camera. Oh, my God. Um, how did I miss this? <laughs> it stole a laptop. Wow. It's a really a cute picture yeah. of like a big razorback boar and two baby boars running after it. And it's got a um, yellow bag in its mouth and it's running past a bunch of picnickers with a quite portly, angry German man running after who's, after them. Who's clearly clapping at it, which is very funny because that's what <laughs> I do when Bagel is like thinking about eating a plum off my plum tree, for example. Or weeing on a seat instead of something he can wee on. Which I feel like works okay for Bagel, but probably for a wild boar, not the most effective technique. You're assuming well, that the wild boar didn't go to puppy school, Noon. That's not that's very true. fair. That's tr- well, then it would just be a regular boar, wouldn't it? Um, a very well-behaved boar. It, it very did classist. think that it, it saw a pizza earlier, the wild boar, and... Um, it, it saw the pizza being eaten um, and then thought the man's laptop bag had pizza in it. So it took the laptop bag and, you know, same. Is this a theory or is this, is this, <laughs> I the, know, real, this, is, is this like, the real explanation? They interviewed the boar. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, did this yeah. come out in the investigation? Like, there's I, more I just an- thought there was pizza in there. I didn't realize it was worth $3,000. Honestly, there's more <laughs> answers to this wild boar story than there is to the, um, to the hotel, quarantine, <laughs> hotel quarantine investigation. Switch. Jesus. Um, what are we up to? So, so preamble on this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had I had the terrible idea that we could fit all of 2020 events into the lyrics of "We Didn't Start the Fire." Oh, this was your idea. Yeah, blame Trav. <laughs> it was not. Yeah, mine. but with literally no follow through from from me. 
that I was like, yeah, this is a great idea. This is so good. This is awesome. Let's do it. And then uh, Leah was like, yeah, and took it and run, ran with the writing of the lyrics. Um, and then I, I don't think you can call it writing of the lyrics. Weird Al is knocking on your door right now. <laughs> Come on, step on up to the big game, Leah. <laughs> uh, Just on that note, this is a little uh, embarrassing secret about me that, you know, listeners to Megapod get, which is Ooh. that for a very long time, Weird Al was the only music that I listened to. And sometime <laughs> around year eight, I realized that that was a completely socially unacceptable and that I needed to at least be able to answer when people like, what music do you listen to? And I'm not like, well, Running With Scissors was pretty good. Um, that was a Weird Al album, by the way. So, yeah, I just looked up all of the songs that I liked from him and found the originals. And I was like, this is my taste in music. So, you know. That's not a bad strategy. I still listen um, to many of those tracks. I saw his movie UHF the other day from 1989. Quite a good film. Anyway, welcome to the Weird Al pod. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm fine. I feel like I'm fine to just have a crack at this. I, I like. I I think I explained to everyone earlier, um, off mic that um, I don't actually know the tune to <laughs> the melody of "We Didn't Start the Fire," but I'm 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 keen to give it a red hot go. All right, because it is just names of different like that. That original lyrics are pretty wild, anyway. Like they are just the names of different things. Yes. being said there's not really like a whole lot of melody i i i cool. give it a shot okay all you. right peter dutton alan jones, jones china, china norman road tiger king pete evans jackie lambie ricky nixon simon baker over policing okay it's terrible get out of here travis and then we would do the chorus, but we'd never do that. No, we'd never record please. that live because oh, it would be used against us. Oh no my one... god! I I meant to delete this because I was just like, how am I going to make this into a thing? Oh, this and is it's great. So bad. No, 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 no. It's boomer. It's the most boomer of. It's the biggest thumbs up I've ever seen in my life. It's terrible. Uh, okay, so we have a fun little game to play, which is pretty much based on Twitter. And it's called "Who Said This and What Was It About," which is I'm I'm I know the most catchiest title in the universe. Anyway, who said it? What was it about? Who said it? What was it about? Who said it? What was it about? Who said it? We will tell you. Amazing. Okay, so first tweet. What if, instead of a vaccine, we were able to get exposed to a weak version of the virus that embedded us to build the antibodies we need to fight the real thing? I saw this today. I was like, I was spitting out on this. PR yeah. guy. You'd think, wouldn't you? COVID mm. Norman? COVID Norman? No, he's no. He's a babe. This is, uh, this is like a far right dude. Yeah. And it's like, he's an anti-vaxxer. Is it Pete Evans? No, it's Jack. One podcast. I want to go without that fucking no, guy honey, being mentioned. No, we've we already can get done it bleeped twice. out. That's fine. Yeah, oh, yeah it's a slur now. <laughs> Jack Posabic. I don't know how to say his surname, but yeah, like so, getting so so close to the point. 
Let's let's get around vaccines by giving vaccines. Yeah, it's such a good idea. There's actually been a couple of anti-vaxxers that have come up with this incredible idea. Of reinventing vaccines. Yeah, <laughs> of, yeah. As it's such a white man thing to say. Anyway, uh, okay, so next tweet. We need a new hashtag for what is going on in South Australia. May I suggest hashtag Pizzagate? What is this about and who said it? Mm. Well, it's about the pizza virus that the was... Pizza. <laughs> that got um, supposedly got transmitted via pizza boxes um, in the first iteration of the theory of the breakout in South Australia. But wasn't it really a worker just hiding yeah. the fact that they were working at the pizza restaurant for cash in hand? Yeah. And it wasn't an actual super strain of the virus? No. So, yeah, essentially, yes. So there was a, a poor kid who was trying to just like make ends meet because Australia, Australia's welfare is ridiculous mm. and was, yeah, just working a few jobs and accidentally got entangled in this. And uh, the tweet is from Jeremy Potson. Not to be confused with the original OG Pizzagate, mm. which we could do a whole podcast on. Could we? And should, maybe. Right. Yes. Do we do this one the same as me not knowing what Voltron is? I, I definitely don't have time to explain it. There's actually a really great <laughs> reply all on Pizzagate. Um, it's a gate literally made of pizza. Oh, my God. That sounds delicious. I know. Okay. So next tweet. Hello, Twitter friends. Do any of you speak Austrian? If you do, DM me, please. Oh, uh, slam that buzzer. That's Matt Bevan. Or is it yeah. Bevan Shields? No. Uh, Bevan Shields. <laughs> it was Bevan Shields. So close. Anyway, they're both the same. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so Bevan Shields, our um, European correspondent. Well done, mate. Uh, okay, so absolutely support trans, but all these pronouns are an aesthetic nightmare. Who said this? I saw this tweet when it came out. Oh. oh. Aesthetic nightmare. An aesthetic nightmare. You'd have mm. to be, yeah. I don't know. Is it's... one of these like one of us and you're like cell phoning us or something? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I, I hope no one's. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. It was no, young. No idea. It was, yeah, um, old mate Elon Musk. Oh, oh right. yeah. And someone was like, um, your kid's name is literally yeah. a Capatra or whatever. How do you say that? You don't. Say, no one says yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His name's John. A... That poor kid. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. What a, what a delightful human. Mm. But although not poor kid, because well, they're immediately part of the 1%. Yeah, but what is money when that's your father? Like, you're going to have some problems. He's also going to leave them soon. If the great science minds, not to say Elon Musk is necessarily that great, but if they were around today and if they had Twitter, you know that they would just be all fuckheads. Yeah. For real. Einstein, I think, would do well on Twitter. He had a bunch of catchy little things. I mean, I'm True. sure there would definitely be, like, boomer posting from time to time. But, Aww. like, you know, he was born last century, so fair enough. Charles Darwin would be pretty bad. Yeah, mm. he'd suck. He'd definitely be a QAnon dude. Yeah, or maybe he'd be like right a uh, uh, what's his name, Neil deGrasse Tyson kind of vibes. Always being like, well, actually, mm. nitpicking. No, I reckon he'd be more Pete Evans. 
Actually, Charles Darwin, when he was traveling, a lot of his diaries are like, and then I killed it and ate it. And he was like, but I found this rare bird that really proves my theory. It went great with mushroom sauce. Or like, yeah, and he got he got really sick all the time. Mm, Yeah, wasn't that on your podcast, Joe? Correct. Yes. See, I know that's where I got it from. Oh, it's called (laughs) Survival of the Illest. That episode. No, it's Survival of the Sickest. That's right. It was Pardon very me. good. Very good. Thank you. And you were responsible for me laughing out loud in the middle of the city and having very strange looks. So thanks for that. Oh, no worries. Yeah. I live to give. Yeah, you certainly do. We might just do one more. Ooh, goody, goody. Goody, okay. I'm I'm just playing in a world like in my head at the moment where there are twitter handles for all of these science minds like i feel like there's a biz- small business in there somewhere mm. um i could see myself doing like impersonating michelangelo or something on twitter and just talking about like how long i worked on david's <laughs> <laughs> look i would follow that yeah we should collaborate <laughs> that sounds awesome because yeah. it was like it was a whole six weeks really oh, like the, pain. The, the statue of david took like 13 months to make and if you like you look at the how long the time takes for doing that. He carved the dick for like three weeks to a month. Wow. I do um, wonder what Freud would say about this. Who cares? Yes. Yeah, so that's much. also the other, other. Yep. Okay. Freud on Twitter so <laughs> Freud's been canceled. He'd suck on Twitter also. Anyway. So he would just write, I really love this idea. I'm sorry. <laughs> he would just write Cokefield rampage tweets. Like, It'd be amazing. And ragging on his exes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So last one. I just discovered the FemCells subreddit. And at least these ladies are looking for solutions instead of just full-time hating on the other gender. L-M-A-O-O-O-O. That's too Uh, many O's. my tweet. (laughs) Oh, is is this one of yours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of mine for sure. It is absolutely Outed. not you, Joe. Roasted. Roasted. Avi Yamini? So close. Yeah? But no. Uh. Hint? Tom Tanaki. <laughs> that, that's a bit rude. No. <laughs> it's like a, the Bizarro world version. Anyway. Uh, yeah, who is it? This is young Lo- Lauren Southern. Barnaby's latest infatuation. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. An Australian resident now. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, And children's book host. Yeah. Oh, did you Mm. see that as well? Maybe we should get her on Megapod next time. Yeah, I think so. She could do a book reading. Yeah. It would would bring some more balance to the show. I feel sick. Some much needed... um, intellectual banter i imagine anyway should we move on to september yes yeah so uh i completely failed to take notes about anything that happened in the world uh oh no that's not quite right but the the big highlight of september from my point of view was that you came on our show joe which was possibly my favorite episode of the show that we've ever done rude Well, no, it was the co-host thing. It just worked so well. And, like, uh, Joe was great. So, yeah, listeners, go check that one out. Uh, I did try and explain the NDIS in under 10 minutes. And you did great. You did a fantastic job. It was wonderful. (laughs) 
Um, so yeah, that was awesome. One thing that did happen in Australia this year was that Serena Russo did a, a, a fucked live stream of her dancing. So for those who don't know, Serena <laughs> Russo is like a, uh, uh, she runs di- like a employment service provider things like job seeker agencies or whatever. So if you're on welfare, you get forced to go to Serena Russo job seeker things and they make you pretend to apply for jobs. And so this was her, like, uh, celebrating the anniversary of her company or something. Maybe it was her birthday. I can't remember. But it was a live stream of her dancing very half-heartedly in front of a bank of screens where all of her employees were zooming in to watch her awkwardly dance. Um, It was super fucked. And um, I know I just said that we should get Lauren Southern on Megapod next year. But what we, who we actually should get on Megapod next year... Uh, someone from Elementary Springfield, which is a cool indie Australian podcast about The Simpsons. Mm. Um, but they were talking about how it was very much like when Mr. Burns, uh, there's like some old power plant employee retires and Mr. Smithers organizes like a song and dance for Mr. Burns at his retirement thing. And it's like, it looks like it's going to be a party for this guy who's retiring, but instead it's for Mr. Burns. And that was the energy of Serena Russo celebrating her empire of soul destroying corporate entities that force you to like, yeah, sell your soul for measly welfare. She is the Mr. Burns of Australia. That's what I'm trying to say. I got suspended off Twitter for a while after that. (laughs) Mm. Mm, What, what did you say out of interest? Oh, I, I won't repeat it on this blessed um, format. Sure, okay. <laughs> well, why don't you tell us about October then? I hate you for bringing up that cursed incident, Noon. I, uh, her outfits. The balloons. All the employees just sort of, oh, man. It's probably a really good summary of the year, actually, that video. Go look it up, everyone. Um, so... Cruising into October and towards the end of the year, uh, in news that surprises exactly nobody, Australian Treasurer Josh Frydenberg hands down a budget that screws over, well, honestly, probably the listeners of this podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm. Uh, Also in news that everyone knew already, Trump doesn't pay tax. (laughs) I mean, does Trump dodge his taxes? Is the Pope Catholic? Speaking of, Pope Francis declares support for civil unions for same-sex couples for the first time, according to the Catholic News. Uh, yeah, cool. Thanks for nothing, fuckface. Um, New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian wears Gorman on the news and pretends to be an embarrassed teenager when questioned about her inappropriate relationship with Crossy Us, former MP Daryl Maguire, taking feminism back approximately 50 years, hashtag hot mess, hashtag mm. girlboss. I really hated how this played out in the press. Um, it really, really, really annoyed me. Um, what did you think of it, Leah? To be honest, uh, it's offensive that her and her party used that excuse. Like she's just some kind of woman in love and that we all have crappy boyfriends. Like, no, I'm just, I'm so sick of seeing women being portrayed as some secondary character in a rom-com in like public discourse and in politics. Mm. She is the premier of the state. And by leaning into this narrative, she, we, they, all of us are doing a disservice to women everywhere. It was just ridiculous. We've all chosen the wrong man. Am I right, girls? Yeah. 
I mean, like, no, we have. Don't get me wrong, but like, I'm not the I'm not the the premier of the state. Like, that shouldn't be a factor. Like, mm. surely she should have a more informed position on this, and she should. She knows what the laws are. She knows what her position should be, and she knows what she should disclose and not disclose. But the heart wants what the heart wants. <sighs> Fuck it. Yeah. Look, w- and the women heart are- wants a really good property deal. Uh, yeah, because all women can ever possibly be is just, like, a sitcom character or, like, a rom-com person. Like, all we ever really want is to find a man. Like, that's what this played out like. It was just fucked. Anyway. Mm. My thoughts exactly. Victoria experiences a new virus, too many dickheads getting on the beers, uh, as the state lifts a large portion of COVID restrictions. In Hey, Hey, Hang On, What Movie Is This News? Dozens of artworks are vandalized on Berlin's Museum Island in Mystery Attack. Ooh. Police investigate an attack that caused a extensive damage to more than 60 works of art and artifacts displayed at three locations um, on Berlin's Museum Island. Um, and whose motivation is a mystery. Identified subjects had splashed an oily liquid around the museums during opening hours. The damaged exhibits included Egyptian Egyptian sarcophagi, stone sculptures, and 19th century paintings. Now, if these yahoos splash around any more oil, America might invade them. Am I right, folks? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> that was brilliant. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was busy being stunned by them being dickheads. Yeah. And then you just came in with the oil joke. It's great. Yeah, the one-two punch. Beautiful. How I'm just really let down by the fact that the Germans let someone splash around oil and damage all this stuff during opening hours at the museum. How does it happen? I don't yeah. understand it. Anyway, that's October. Movember begins. I'm not. I'm not doing Movember. <laughs> I've never. I've never done Movember. Uh, Brovember begins. Um, baby, sh- okay. November was like things started to look ago. on the up and up. Um, we had some good times in November, um, as well as a lot of bad times. Um, I'm, big shout out to Baby Shark by Pink Fong which became the most watched video on YouTube, um, which... I have no idea what that is. You don't... Right? Are you really? well, well, look, baby shark, do do baby shark, do do baby shark, do do baby shark. Mama shark, do do Sorry. Oh, my God. Is it like Crazy Frog? No. It's got a similar energy, but it's more like a kid's song than that. Yeah, it's a, like, it's a... YouTube it's on it's on YouTube Kids which like I don't even don't even get me started on that place because <laughs> that's a like deep weird dark corner of the internet that also brought us Momo mm. um like in 2019 and and then had to change its law like its rules um but baby shark is like a kids YouTube sing along video piece um that is just immediately an earworm, um, but also the most horrid earworm you've it, ever heard. It's funny because we used to sing that at my religious youth camps when I was a kid, amongst many other very irritating songs and chants. Um, but this you sung Baby Shark, of it, yeah, like ten years ago. 
but this song, mm. this version of it, has a different rhythm of the do 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 do's or whatever, and it's only slightly off. But every time I hear it, it makes me like feel deeply uncomfortable because it like I can't it. It's just so wrong. I've got this deeply ingrained version of the tune. I feel like this might be a Mandela effect thing and that, like, you're from the other universe where Baby Shark has the other tune. Hmm. He's just saying he liked it before it was cool. Yeah. Yeah, but it's... OG hipster. That's right. Uh, November also brought us the the US election watch. If it wasn't already happening, which, like... Was that only in November? Yeah. November November 3rd, every four years or something third yeah um nice. and I, I like i don't even really want to get into all of the things that happened around that um obviously donald trump had uh his multiple twitter meltdowns um and tantrums uh around that time and still refuses to concede um, and has lost five times. Uh, we got kind of the best thing ever in Rudy Giuliani holding uh, his ill-fated press conference at Four Seasons Total Landscaping, um, <laughs> and we get a shitload of cool memes on Twitter. But like the the thing with this, the, like these all of these sagas was like everything happened so fast, and we got all of these things for like a whole. 50 minutes before the next wild thing happened and we got a whole bunch of even even weirder things like then suddenly we got giuliani's face running down melting his face. hair yeah yeah uh other things in november and i like november was a big one um and so i will uh i might i might skip a few things um harry styles becomes i i finally learn who harry styles is um as he becomes the first man to be on the cover of Vogue. I think. What an achievement. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Boldly goes where no man has gone before. Uh, I think um, more men just need more more role models like that. I think that's really cool. More airtime. Actually, is... genuine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More coverage for men. Absolutely. Uh presidential pardons there was some shit ones they they were sucked they sucked uh the inquiry sorry but when is a presidential pardon ever good like when is that ever like you've been convicted guilty so i'm just gonna chuck you pardon chelsea manning that was one. okay so that's a good one all right fine then noon he could have done it like six years earlier and didn't yeah yeah. i mean still fuck that guy yeah but yeah this was a pardon for michael flynn who, yeah. like, it was just, like, boys club pardoning boys club kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. The Pfizer vaccine goes into stage three trials, um, and uh, people in America start to sign up to be uh, vaccine, have the vaccine tested on them, um, mm. go into clinical trials, which is, like, super cool. Um, and it's the fastest, like, a vaccine has ever kind of gone from uh conception to trials ever which we see like if the world gets behind something um and Mm. money gets behind something uh these things actually take a real amount of time not decades yeah it's Uh, amazing when something's funded and resourced how fast it can go it's incredible wow um bro originals and this is like a not a, a 
self-congratulatory thing. Um, we hit a hundred episodes. And yeah, it was it was incredibly incredibly cool. Um, well, it's uh, an incredibly cool podcast. And we got a whole bunch of family on to say nice things and roast us, uh, including including uh, Kira Janali of Beautiful, Talented, and Deadly fame. Uh, NADOC was moved to November, so all of the uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander and First Nations people uh, of the of so-called Australia take to the streets, but not really because we're all still kind of not really doing much. Um, but things happened. Uh, so that was fun. Um, the kind of exciting thing is that's like still kicking on from November that sort of started then was, um, Australia versus China, um, stepping into the cage match begins. The posting wars. Yeah. With China, like just laying down the lead on Australia destroying us <laughs> <laughs> with a fully sick meme um which was like of i, I do, do i need to talk about like what the meme was of sure um a doctored image of an australian soldier slitting the throat of a child basically committing like committing the war crimes that evidence have been found that Australian soldiers did. Um, mm-hmm. Something that's been really weird about the way that the Australian like establishment has responded to this is that, I mean, they describe it the way you just said, as a doctored image or like a fake photo or whatever. And it's like, it's not really meant to be realistic though. Like, no, like to call it a doctored image takes it much more seriously than the image is meant to is intended as, but also the other line that like Scott Morris and other people have been running out is like the children that we killed in our war crimes were several years older than the one depicted in this photo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so this is just completely terrible. unrealistic. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, it was just a lot of backtracking from Australia. And it's like, well, release the real photos then you monsters. Hmm. But please don't, because I'd like I prefer not to see them. Although I would probably doom scroll it as well. Yeah, there's been ones in the paper just in the last couple of days of like troops drinking out of the prosthetic leg of a guy oh that they murdered, God. and yeah, ugh. Yep. Uh, and Leah, you you had some a cool event in. Uh... Well, it was it was Slutwalk Melbourne's tenth consecutive march. Well, it wasn't. Woo! Technically a march, it was a radio broadcast this year because of COVID restrictions and because we had to obviously plan ahead of time. We probably could have had like a small on the street march, but it would have been like knowing what like the Refugee Action Collective had been through, it was probably wiser and easier to just do it over the radio, which we did and 3CR hosted us and it was really cool. And yeah, it was awesome. Congrats. Thanks. Um, and over to December. Wrap, wrapping up the year. Wrap, wrap, wrap it up. Whoop, whoop, whoop. I'm so white. I'm sorry. Um, I tried to do a rap thing, but it just came out as like stutter. Um, December's obviously happening now. <laughs> so if anyone wants to just jump in and just chuck in what they want to add would be awesome. But it's like uh, in November last, last month, 
uh, the the gag laws preventing victim survivors from speaking uh, about their their abuser and about the the sexual violence that was that law was repealed in November, which was very cool. Um, Pell comes out and reckons that he was it was his conservative views that drove folks against him. Personally, for me, it was the pedophilia and it was the cover-ups and it was the running overseas to avoid persecution and all that, that whole other. thing. Yeah, mm. it wasn't so. I mean, I, I suppose his conservative views were a part of that, but like, mm. um, as opposed to the uh, all the left-wing cardinals that we know of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. I don't. What's the what's his name? There's. Oh, he's not a cardinal, is he? There's that one that does stuff with refugees. I know him from my ASF. Yeah, bless. Young Father Bob goes, all right, we could make him a pope. That'd be okay. He's gone a bit QAnon now, hasn't he? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I think he's a Protestant, so he can't be a pope, but, you know. Oh. Uh, maybe he's not. Maybe he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Anti-pope time. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's why we need it. We're going to get popes from all the different sects, and they're going to fight each other. Kiss the ring. <laughs> I don't know what else is happening in December. I can't remember anything. Um, so aliens exist. That it was, oh my it was god! Confirmed. Tell me more. Because I mean, earlier this year, that's actually something we didn't mention was that the U.S. Navy officially released footage of what do they call it, like unidentified aerial phenomena. Um, they couldn't call them UFOs, but they called them something very similar. Uh, all of that footage had been leaked years ago, but it was the first time the Navy officially was like, yep, we don't know what that is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and in, in December, the, a former Israeli space security chief That's right, uh, yeah. confirmed, well, said that extraterrestrials yeah. exist and that um, Trump knows about it. Yeah, so <laughs> cool. Man. He doesn't know anything. Does he know about anything? Really? Well, he. I think he. I think if there are aliens that the U.S. government knows about, then Trump would know about them. Nah, and CIA knows about them, and they don't tell him. Trust. 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 That's why he started the space force. But anyway, yeah. No, I've got lots of alien opinions. Can we just like legitimately start an aliens podcast? Oh, yes. it's on. It's yes. on. Text. Yeah, I would be into it. So would text. Uh, amazing. <laughs> Well, that's a I'd new megapod. I'd just be in there with my philosophical rantings, so that would be fun. Um, something that I've been looking forward to for like months and months and months. Ever, I, I picked up this book about Nostradamus on the side of the road at some point this year, and Where it was it going belongs. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I obviously spent way too long reading it. And um, one of the things that it was talking about was the Great Conjunction which happened two, uh, well, two days ago at time of recording, on the 21st of December. And the uh, Saturn and Jupiter were within one degree of each other. And this happens only roughly every 20 years. And it's meant to mark, like, calamitous disasters, which as far as, like, like there wasn't anything particularly bad on the 2020 scale on that day, December 21st. So a little disappointed, Nostradamus, but, you know, still a cool astronomical thing. Um, yeah. Maybe his maths was just a bit off. Bad things coming like next week sometime. Yeah. Anyway, mm. I I like planets and stuff, so that was that was a cool thing that happened. That is cool. I thought when you were going into the the alien stuff, you were going to talk about those um those big silver poles that were appearing everywhere. The monoliths. Oh, yeah. yeah. We totally blanked on that. That's true. Yeah. When did that uh, happen? But, 
that was this this month, I think. What November, day December. was it? Yeah, but um, I watched a video of the guys who made it. It was very funny, and they just argued and bickered a lot about having to carry it and load it up into their truck. Yeah, it was to promote a TV show. Of course, oh. it fucking yeah. Was. That's so, I was about to say, and now it's a Netflix show. Is it about vegans? Because it sounds. <laughs> Vegans Rude. love metal poles. I don't think it was even Netflix quality. It, it was. It was one of the. It was one of the lesser, the lesser spoken of streaming services. Oh, but that <laughs> is so. It's so gross. Mm. Um, speaking of Segway promotions, um, uh, December I re- uh, released the first episode of uh, my new podcast, um, Fear of a Black Planet. Uh, where I go deep undercover into the paramilitary Aboriginal organization, Warriors of New Dreaming. Um, wow. And it's really uh, good. broadcast from within their military compound. Um, wow. And, yeah, chart, chart their rise to power as um, they, I believe they're trying to move to take uh, back so-called Australia by force. Gorgeous. I was, and when is that going to drop? Uh, so the first episode dropped on the 6th of December and um, the oh. next episode is on the 6th of January. Nice. Nice. I found it very informative. Really? And, you know, yep. <laughs> gonna... I found it very uncomfortable, but in a funny way. <laughs> Mo- yeah, mostly, so... mostly uncomfortable. I was trying to go with the whole, like, it's a serious thing, not a, not a thing. But, yeah, it was excellent. Okay, so that's the end of December, which brings us up to 2021. But um, we're now going to do a, a segment, uh, a recurring segment, as all long-term Megapod listeners know. Every year we do this. We predict what happens next year. One of the little-known powers of the Megapod Voltron is our mysterious and uncanny ability to see into the future. Let's join hands, comrades, and walk Trembling through the mists of time and space, all the way into the year twenty twenty one. Yeah, so we're just going to give some predictions that we have for the next year. So, um, uh, minor. Well, I've got one personal one, which is about my dog Bagel, who has yes. I've had for several years, and so far hasn't pooed in my room. But I have a feeling about twenty twenty one is the year that he will, in fact shit on my carpet so that's one prediction oh, yeah you haven't lived yet noon god i know yeah he, he weed in here a couple times when i first got him but um you know it's been a while uh a, a more serious one i guess is that i reckon joe biden is going to be incapacitated for several months and vice president kamala harris will uh basically rule the united states for for a little while while he's in hospital uh i mean he already broke his foot playing with his dog so and he's not even president yet so um, yeah i'm i'm expecting like weeks or months in in a uh, hospital bed and then finally uh just a little thing about ospol snack pod we uh apparently placed 51st on spotify's australian politics like wrap up for the year thing which is they only go up to 50 uh so no one else knows that except me and zach who it was like you guys we're nearly there. So, yeah, we are aiming to get up to 47th. So I'm going to claim that's a prediction rather than a goal. You'll be a political somebody. Exactly, me. yeah. Um, Leah, do you want to go next? Oh, my, dep- my predictions are a little bit depressing, to be honest. So 
as the Morrison government continues to cut job seeker and job keeper payments, we'll see thousands of folk unable to find work because, you know, the recession and plummet even further into poverty. Throughout the pandemic, we have seen community supporting community, which has been incredible to see through like grassroots initiatives and mutual aid and that, that kind of stuff. Uh, I predict this will continue to happen. I think we'll see a linking up of uh, the new, new unions like RAHU and Australian Unemployed Workers Union, Wobblies, uh, RAFU, th those kind of unions will community organisations, unions, they'll come together and create like a superpower to push back against um, these governmental laws and these like super restrictive and punitive measures that they have in place for folk, you know, essentially punishing people for being poor. It's, it's pretty gross. Um, I think we'll also see an increase in the powers that the police have, like sort of super cops. Or robocops. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> it's, it's, it's depressingly accurate though. Like you see them walking around on a Tuesday morning with like three different types of guns and pepper spray. And it's just, it's intense. Um, and that's just something I, I think that we're going to have to come together as a community and figure out how to counteract that. Um, I also think there will be work done and potentially already work being done on counteracting these defamation laws, which protect abusers. Um, I also predict that the documentary that's being coordinated by Slutwalk Melbourne uh, will be fucking sick and everyone should go see it when it's released and it's going to be amazing. Hooray! Yeah. What you got, Trav? Uh, so I have two quick little predictions. One of which is I can I can see, I can see tapping into my secret Aboriginal powers that we're going to have killer clowns <laughs> in 2021. That's right, the insane clown posse and their juggalos will rise up oh, uh, yeah. into the into the uh, zeitgeist again, and we'll we'll all get into our day glow and. And have a great, great time. Can't wait for the. I can't wait for the killer clowns. The other thing is more a bit more of a a fashion uh, centric prediction. Mm. I mean, that was already pretty fashion centric. But we'll see the reemergence of the anal fistula into uh, pop culture and and the fashion industry. Mm. Um, we haven't seen that since the reign of uh, King Louis of France, and so that's it. I'm excited. I'm excited to get my anal fistula. I'll make sure I'm sporting one in 2021, that's for sure. We'll be the trendsetters. We'll report back mm. Megapod next year, you know. See I'm going to pass. I'm going to sit this one out. <laughs> well, I did see Benjamin Law posting about fisherman pants making a comeback in 2021. So, so why not you know, fistula that's... pants? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much the same thing. <laughs> I was I was going to ask Joe what your predictions are, but you're having a bit of a giggle. So when <laughs> when you're ready, good. so I think uh, well the government could possibly hold an early election, but they won't. Um, and if they do, Anthony Albanese will get flogged like the wet piece of cardboard he is, because mm. um, basically their solution to beating the LNP is acting more like them, mm -hmm. which is always an excellent strategy, isn't it? Um, Unlike you, Noon, I think uh, Joe Biden will actually die in office. Ooh. Um, I mean, those aren't mutually exclusive predictions. Mm. He might die of septicemia. Yeah, stay in hospital and then die. Yeah. True. Mm. Either way, we'll get Cop Kamala as prayers. Mm -hmm. um, Pete Evans will run for the Senate and win. Wow. Um, 
<laughs> and win. That's bleak. Yeah, probably. Bold. There's enough, like, um, conspirituality mm. uh, COVID deniers out there. Or, like, win the seat wherever Mullumbimby is. Um, <laughs> Murdoch papers will continue to crash and burn and independent media will flourish. Yes. Fingers crossed. Um, and my final one is instead of listening to Nostradamus's predictions for 2021, we will instead look to his various jam recipes for guidance. Were you aware of this, Noon? I know you're a bit of a Nost head. I am, yeah. Big Daddy N, as I like to call him. <laughs> but no, somehow I've missed the jam recipes. I mean... Now that I know they exist, it's pretty obvious that that must be the key to deciphering the act, the, you know, the prophecies. So I, I will absolutely get amongst it. Well, if your prophecy is that you'll get a boner, then it will come true because his recipe, his most famous recipe for jam is his love jam. Wow. Uh, in which he claimed that it was so powerful that if a man held a little in his mouth and transferred some to a woman's mouth during a kiss, it would instantly induce a burning of her heart to perform the love act. Um, <laughs> but, wow. Yeah. Um, apart from dawn-picked mandrake apples, the formula included iron oxide, sparrow's blood, bled from the left breast of a male sparrow. Obviously. Octopus suckers, ambergris, musk. Why, uh, wine and sugar and sundry spices, herbs, and you guessed it, roots. <laughs> uh, and uh, it was said to uh, cause so much semen production that um, it will rise to the brain and cause a madness that is called love madness. So my prediction is we will be all become high on Nostradamus's love jam in 2021. I'll have to check if my local supermarket stocks mandrakes but um yeah i just want to like sounds fun (laughs) i know it's gonna get really horny and weird 2021 just to clarify though like the bird's left or my left like which left Fuck. we'll have to make two batches and find out which one produces more semen induced love madness yeah yeah Yeah, we'll just see which which the left breast or the right breast makes um, your brain flooded with semen. So <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, we'll test that out. Can't wait. Uh, if you want to hear the results of these e- experiments, you can listen to all of us on our various shows. So why don't we remind the audience who we are and what we do. Joe? would you like to tell us about your show? For sure. Um, so I'm Joe Nilsson, and you can find me chatting about being youngish and chronically ill with my friend and journo, uh, Chloe Sargent at the Chronically Fully Sick podcast. We discuss illness and disability news, swear heaps, tear into the wellness community and anti-vaxxers. Our latest episode um, explores people who drink their own pee, um, investigate sick people throughout history and take calls from super cool people in the community. And you can find that wherever you find podcasts. How about you, Trev? Uh, so once once again, I'm I'm Travis Vries of Bro Originals podcast. Also, Fear of a Black Planet. Black is spelt with a K, not not with a C. Take out the C, and then you've got black, because uh, that's how we spell it here. Um, and also Bourbon Legends podcast, and you can find all of those on awesomeblack.org, iTunes, or Spotify, or wherever get you wherever you get your podcasts. Awesomeblack.org is of course the uh, non-for-profit First Nations podcasting collective that I uh, that I run. How about you, Leah? Uh, I'm Leah. I'm co-host of Loud, Angry and Not Sorry with my mate Carly, who is a low-key genius and absolutely did 
not write a dictionary. We talk about news, current events and politics from a feminist perspective with a strong emphasis on decolonisation, trans and sex worker rights. We have heaps of awesome guests who come on and talk about their activism, their research and campaigns, including Shana from the Let Us Speak campaign, Dr Bianca Philiborn and Lucy from Refugee Action Collective. And Noon, tell us about Ozpol Snack Pod. Yeah, so we're a weekly comedy news roundup podcast. We do Australian news and politics and a heavy emphasis on memes. We award a shit post of the week. Uh, we talk about politicians who have fucked up, uh, fashy Australians, uh, cops and how they're bad, and a bunch of other stuff. So yeah, um, if you are interested in Australian news, go find us, Ozpol Snack Pod. We're on all of the podcasting apps and also on all the social media at Ozpol Snack Pod. Uh, that's me and my very close friend, Zach, who is an absolute legend and who has uh, produced and edited this Megapod that you're listening to right now. So big shout out, Zach Snack. Buy him a beer if you bump into him uh, or a vegan chicken burger. <laughs> and... Thank all of you, you three, and also all of our audience for joining us once again on, well, for the first time once again on this year's Megapod. Thank you for letting us clasp you to our collective terrifyingly cold metal bosoms as we once again separate and go our various ways, live our various lives. We ask that you keep us in your hearts and minds, listen to our podcasts, rate and review on iTunes, take care of each other, and please, please wash your hands. hands. And we'll see you for Megapod 2021.